Hello, it is Thursday, February 11th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Kimono MMA Podcast. Initially, I didn't think I'd have much to speak about today, but, well, turns out there is plenty to speak about. And a lot of this is going to be kind of borderline political, but still related to MMA, so I hope you'll stick with me. And uh, I want to start off with Dana White, I guess. Um, we're still on this trip that the idea that talking to Habib Nurmagomedov is going to get him to come back to the UFC and defend his lightweight title for for an, another fight. It'll be his, if he wins, it would be his 30th victory. But again and again and again since October, since he submitted Justin Gaethje, Nurmagomedov has said he's retired. And the reason he's retired is because he gave his mother his word that he would not fight on after the death of his father. And let's remember, his mother wanted him to retire before the Gaethje fight, but he convinced her that he would fight this one, that one and then hang him up. And yet Dana White still still refuses to acknowledge that Nurmagomedov is retired and is no longer the champion. Um, so Aaron Bronstetter tweeted out in an interview with at Mr. Tony, and I don't want to butcher this last name, it's only three letters, but M-U-I, uh, Dana White says that Habib Nurmagomedov is still the UFC lightweight champion and he plans on meeting with him in Vegas soon. And that's from today. February 11th, 2.01 p.m. And I don't get it. I don't get it. What? And I spoke about this earlier in the week. There's nothing to discuss. What can White do that he hasn't already tried? Money isn't going to work. Uh, attempting fight, there isn't one for him, for Nurmagomedov. He's beat Dustin Poirier. He beat Conor McGregor. Tony Ferguson is a little past his prime right now. Michael Chandler has one fight in the UFC. George St. Pierre fight's not going to happen. The only one out of that group that is even feasible is if the GSP fight happens, and it does. And I don't see that happening because the money, while the money's there, the UFC is not going to pay those fighters what they want or what they deserve for that fight. So. That's off the table. So what else is there? There's nothing. There's nothing that Dana White can say or do that's going to make Habib Nurmagomedov go against his word. He's a man of his word. Now I know that's a foreign concept to Dana White who is a professional liar because that's his job as a promoter to just bullshit and stretch the truth. But why make this guy go through all this? He's literally said that Dustin Poirier should be the champion. He's literally said he's retired. He said there was nothing to, that interests him to come back. Why? I don't get it. This is it, Dana White is coming across like a, a lovesick teenager who got kicked to the curb or who, who never got any, who is pining over some, some girl who doesn't even know he exists. That's what this comes across as. It's kind of sad and pathetic coming from someone who um, thinks of themselves as highly as Dana White thinks of himself. It, it, it's 
it makes no sense. And what it's doing, Habib Nurmagomedov has said over and over, according to White, that he's not going to hold up the lightweight division. But but here we have it, and White is literally holding up the lightweight division. Poirier should be fighting for a title. And Nurmagomedov saying he doesn't want to come back, and White pining over him and trying to get him to come back, that's disrespectful to everyone else in the lightweight division. It says to them, you guys aren't good enough to hold a title, so I'm going to hold up the whole division on the hopes that this guy that I like, who I think can 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 be a champion and should be the champion, so he can maybe defend this title again. But then what happens after he, if he wins? What happens? He's got his 30th win, and he's going to retire. There's no long-term plan here. There's no long game. So what is White hoping that Habib is going to say he's going to come back, and in the meantime, McGregor's going to win, get a win, and then he can make that fight? There's no interest from Nurmagomedov. This is Dana White trying to trying to climb up this hill after he's getting kicked off of it again and again. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. And if I didn't think it was also kind of funny, I wouldn't be so angry about it. But it's messing with everybody else's money. From Dustin Poirier all the way down. It's messing with everybody's money and everybody's future. And White doesn't give a shit about that. All he cares about is his money. So, I mean, what is what does Nurmagomedov have to do? I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, maybe White's going to send him a box of chocolates and some flowers on the uh, 14th. Try and win him over that way. Kind of pathetic. But again, kind of laughable from a guy who has said over and over that the fighters, you know, implied over and over that the fighters don't matter. And if somebody wants to retire, we'll move on. What happened to those words? What happened to the UFC will survive without XX and X? Obviously, he doesn't think the lightweight division can do so. I don't get it. Again, funny and sad and screwing with everybody's money. But who cares? As long as Dana White gets what he wants. Um, The ugliness of the idea that UFC fighters should all speak English has uh, raised its head again. And it came from Gilbert Burns this time. So Charles Oliveira, who deserves a lightweight title shot because he's on an eight-fight winning streak and is seemingly being overlooked by the UFC and by Dana White, but not by the fighters in the division. Um, Burns, who fights Kamara Usman on this weekend for the welterweight title, said um, said this about Oliveira. Charles is doing a great job. He was missing from the internet but started posting Started talking, being interviewed on ESPN. He's fine. I just think he needs to give English a try so he can speak himself. Not need someone. Only that is missing, but he has improved a lot. He is doing well, fighting well. That will make a difference, and he is already doing it so so much so that he already has denied fighting. He has personality. I'm cheering for him. Um, so I, I guess the inf- the, uh, the the story here is that he should learn English according to... Um, the story on BJ Penn, and I find that uh, offensive and outdated and uh, xenophobic and borderline racist. And here's why. The UFC is an international organization, and I understand that it prefers 
if fighters speak English, but if you're holding up a title fight for someone like Charles Oliveira because he doesn't speak English and because he's quote unquote not marketable, that is stupid. And again, it goes against what White recently said that the rankings matter in, in making fights and making title fights. Charles Oliveira should get that title fight. Eight fight winning streak in one of the toughest divisions in, in the UFC. I don't care what language you speak. The guys are paid to fight. Now, if you want to have them learn English, then give them something tangible to, to, to uh, motivate them to do so. Something like, you know, pay for it. Give them a, a tutor. Give them the ability to do so without having to bear the brunt of all that on their own. It's not easy to, earn, to learn another language as an adult. It's especially not easy to learn another language as an adult while you're also going through training for fighting and depleting your body and, and affecting your, your mental capacity by dehydration and also getting punched in the head. So if, if you're just saying that, you know, learn English or I'm not going to give you a title fight, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. It's kind of a colonialist, colonialist attitude where you think that English is better, that the American way is better, just because I don't know. It, it kind of it's an outdated way of thinking, especially today. Like I said, the UFC is an international organization. Now, if it was an American organization. Maybe the point would be there. Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. But to think that you're not going to give someone a title fight because they can't or won't speak English, well, that's their option. Having someone to be there to to translate is not that big of a deal. And if you think it is, you're a knucklehead. Um, I don't see any reason that someone should learn another language if they don't want to. It's not their job. If you want to make it part of their job, pay it for pay for it, and pro provide them, uh, opportunities for them to learn that language. Otherwise, just shut up. And Gilbert Burns to speak up. I think he's out of line too, because maybe you know defend your defend uh, Oliveira a little more than being the company man here. I don't I I don't like this at all. It stinks, and while I understand the that some people think it's you know more marketable to speak English or be interviewed in English, it's nonsensical to do so, and it's offensive to me that that the implication is there that that would make a difference. So hopefully that's not true. Hopefully that's just Burns's knucklehead opinion, but we'll see. Speaking of knucklehead opinions, uh, Gina Carano was let go from her role in The Mandalorian by Disney for a tweet that compared, uh, I guess, Republicans to Jews during the Holocaust. And just saying that is ridiculous that someone would do that. Um, it's... It's... I don't even know what it is. It's beyond stupid to, to, to make that comparison. But she did, and she got let go. So this is not, and listen, listen carefully, this is not 
a free speech matter. Zero percent free speech matter. And here's why. Because freedom of speech doesn't pertain to anything but the government. And the government's not involved with this. It's a private person and a, and a public company. So I will defend Gina Carano's right to say whatever she wants. I'll defend anyone's right to say whatever they want because you should be able to say what you want. Now, I can say what I want here, but if someone doesn't like what I say here, including the folks at Bloody Elbow, they can let me go. And I would understand that. And I was let go from a job that paid me pretty well last year. And I'm not going to say who or, or anything, but people who know me know who it was. And the reason I was let go was because of things I said about someone and their organization. And with that, when I was let go, I said I was surprised it took so long. So when I made up my mind to speak about things I was speaking about and still I'm speaking about, I was fully prepared for the repercussions of those words because it wasn't a free speech matter. Someone was paying me to do something. I offended them. They let me go. That's life. If I offend Bloody Elbow and they let me go, well, I'll be a little shocked because I've never done that and I never would say anything negative about them because they've been 100% supportive. I would understand, but I would be shocked. If, but if the example was you said this, this, and this, and we got to let you go, that's life. And while I don't think it'll happen, it could happen. And you shake it off and move on. Because the thing about so-called freedom of speech is it doesn't really exist. It's if you have a boss or shareholders, and that's what happened to Carano. She can say what she wants. She can tweet what she wants. And she can be fired. And that's what happened. So Disney has to answer to its shareholders or even if, if it's a privately held company it has to answer to the whims of the person running the company that's life and to put yourself up as a martyr for free speech or to have someone else put you up as a martyr for free speech because you got fired for something stupid that's life so yeah Karana has every right to say what she wants to say and Disney has every right to fire her. Now, you answer to somebody, those, that's how it shakes out. And if you're not prepared for that, you're an idiot. Now, to all these morons out there who are saying the opposition is being silenced, no, no, that's not true. That's not true one bit. No one's being silenced. Karana can still say whatever the hell she wants. She just can't say it as an employee of Disney. So there's no silencing. There's no canceling. You lost your job because you did said something stupid. That's how life works. No one got canceled. No one's free speech got infringed upon. Someone said something someone else didn't like. And one person had more power. That's life. Do you work for somebody? Your boss can fire you. That's life. I'm an independent contractor. So I can still do this podcast. 
I can still tweet. But if Bloody Elbow says I can't write for them anymore, that's life. So let's cut that shit out. It's not a free speech. Um, so it's not a subject of free speech. There's no argument there. You can't tell me that it is. No one's being silenced. Someone got fired from their job. That's it. Happens every day. Every day. It's not an opposition. It's not a Republican, a Democrat. It's not a free speech issue. It's nothing of that nature. Don't blow it up into something it's not. Someone got fired. Someone says something. Someone else didn't like it. Someone got fired. End of story. Don't make it something it's not. So I was asked to... to someone someone uh, on Twitter said that I should do something um, every Friday about something that I like in MMA. And... Um, I mean, there's nothing I don't really like. I don't like the UFC's way of doing business, but I like watching the fights. I like the fighters. I like reading about the sport. And that's the long and short of it. I like the sport, and I'm entertained by it, but I just don't like the UFC's business. I don't think that's a big deal. I'm going to try and come up with something better going forward. Um, but really, the only thing that bothers me is how the UFC and some of these promotions run their businesses. And I think that they could do better. Well, I know that they could do better. And that's, so if I come across as an asshole, I'm sorry, but when I see people that are risking everything and getting paid nothing... That bothers me. And when people are risking nothing, Dana White, and getting paid everything, that bothers me. And 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 that's the that's it. That's and if I come across like if I'm sour about anything, that's it. I try not to speak poorly of the fighters and their performances, but I try and speak honestly about the fighters and their performances. Uh, outside the cage, I'll say I'll be more blunt about fighters. And, and and what they do outside the cage, for sure. Because I think that's different than what they do inside. Um, but there's nothing I dislike about MMA as a whole. What goes on inside the cage, that is. But outside, well, that's a different story. And that's mostly what I cover. So just wanted to clear that up um, for those that are still confused. So next week, I'm going to try and come up with something bigger and better about this. About what I like about the sport. Um, and, and I'll make it an ongoing topic. So I will, I will take that advice that I got on Twitter and cause I thought it was, I think it's worth doing because I have this reputation, I think as being just an angry asshole, which I'm not, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I'm angry and an asshole, but I don't, I don't want to come across that way. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to close it out on that. I'll come up with something better next week for this uh, subject and close it out on that. Um, and that's it. I will be back probably over the weekend for the fights, which not a great card, but main event. Main event's going to be interesting. All right. And so uh, until next time, everyone stay safe.